Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest episode of the Jump the Gate podcast. You already know who it is. I am your host, Michael Allen, and I'm running this thing with my brother, Zoff Finley. Zoff, talk to him. Mr. 305 in the flesh, how y'all doing out here? Let's get it, boy. All right, this is the latest episode of the podcast and the last episode before the NFL season starts. I know I pumped fake y'all last week with the uh, with the football talk, but this is for real, for real, our intro to the NFL podcast episode. So without further ado, let's get it cracking. NFL Eve. All right, Charles, so we are only hours away from the first game of the NFL season, and it wouldn't be right if we didn't start it out with the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. So the title defense begins from our boys off. We got Tom Brady and Cole. We got literally have every single starter back this year from last year's Super Bowl team. Going against Dallas, who's trying to bounce back from some injuries. Obviously, Dak is making his first game back. Zeke is coming off a bad season. But, of course, the Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. They're always going to be talked about, always going to be a a point of interest. And, hey, it's a new season, so nothing's guaranteed. Everybody's zero on zero. The only change is we got 17 games this season instead of 16. So it's going to be an interesting one. I think I already called it. I feel like Tampa Bay is a team that's going to win double-digit games. I think I'll call 13-4. and four. I know we're going to be special. The key is for us to stay healthy. You know, we got a bunch of old guys, Tom Brady being the, the king of old guys. Um, so the key for us is going to be able to work in some young guys and stay healthy while we're still able to win games. So we got to talk about the other maybe the second or third best team in Florida, your Miami Dolphins. Running it back with Tua. Y'all flirted with Deshaun Watson for the last five, six months now, but no action in place. What's going on with your Dolphins, man? First thing, I want to rewind a lot because you said a lot of things that I let slide because you were on a roll. But first thing, who cares about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the champs? And the Miami Dolphins are the premier Florida team. Let's not get that ever twisted. You guys are definitely a better team right now. And you just so happen to be in Florida, even though Tampa don't really count. But I will say, my Miami Dolphins are coming to the playoffs this year, my boy. No doubt about it. And two is going to have a breakout year. He's going to be head and shoulders above Mac Jones. Our defense is going to be popping. And i like us to come out and win our first game of the season against the Patriots. So I like that. How do I like that? Eh, I think that's Homer talk, but we'll we'll let you have that optimism. So we're not a better team than the Patriots is what you're saying? Well, you tell me. I mean, they obviously let Mac Jones Jones start. They cut Cam Newton, so obviously they know something about this kid that we don't. Okay, and we got rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick to take on uh, Tua. What does that mean? Nobody wanted Cam. Cam's not some coveted jewel. It's not like, oh, they got rid of MVP Cam to let Mac Jones start. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, Mac Jones starting over Cam doesn't mean anything. It's the first time Belichick drafted a quarterback in the first round. He was always going to start. And now what comes out of New England, of course, all of the Cam wasn't this, Cam was that. As soon as you get rid of a guy, here come the haters. Yeah. So I hate to bust your Dolphins bubble, but I was looking up some stats on the Dolphins just now. You know you haven't won a playoff game 
in 21 years. Y'all last playoff win was in the year 2000. I think Dan Marino was the, was Dan Marino still playing? I got to look that up too. But y'all haven't won a playoff game since me and you were in the fifth grade, bro. How does that make you feel? Like we're due? Long overdue, like a library book, my boy. Gee whiz, 2000, bro. Which is about the last time I stepped in foot of a library. So, yeah. It all oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, I hope to, for y'all's sake, I hope two is the answer. And for y'all coaches' sake, I hope two is the answer. That we want to see our black coaches succeed. But, man, y'all are long overdue for some, for some type of success, man. Gee, thanks. I got you, boy. You know, I always got to lend my support to the to the other teams in Florida. But speaking on that, we, we were talking um before we got on air here, and we were talking about the new culture around football. Obviously, I mentioned the 17 games, but the big thing in football lately is not only fantasy football, but uh, gambling in football has become a big thing. You see a lot more folks putting more money on football, especially since the NFL legalized it. Uh, in the past couple of years, not on the top of that, they actually moved the team to the basically the gambling capital of the country in Las Vegas. So, you know, that was going to open the door to, to people betting on football games and things like that. What's your thoughts on on gambling in an NFL? And how do you think it affects people's like how people watch the game? Well, first and foremost, I'm pro gambling. I don't gamble myself because it's counterintuitive to my nature, my culture my profession <laughs> but um i absolutely love gambling like i've always been a fan of even um my guy scott van pelt how he does the bad beats like i love watching how <laughs> gamblers will basically create a game within a game right so the rest of us casual fans just love to see wins and losses but for them it's about point spread it's about total points scored even when you have those kooky bets how long is the pre-game gonna go on or how long is the halftime show gonna go on when it comes to the Super Bowl like those bets how long is the national anthem things of that nature so I'm always interested in the betting thing I think it adds dimension to the sport it's like I said like a sport within the sport where you get to look out for things it's pretty much the same reason people love fantasy they want to root for a guy to get a certain amount of catches yards so you know I'm whatever floats anyone's boat I say, as long as it's not harming anybody else, let's get to it, man. Let's have as much fun as we can in this thing called life. I'm pro uh, gambling, but I definitely, definitely think that now that we're getting a bit more stat-centric, I would kind of like to see certain stats incorporated in certain bets put up on TV, certain graphics, you know, showing how close we are to the point spread. Because let's be honest, even though we've been trying to shame gambling a little bit historically everybody always says well what's the point spread for that game what's the point spread for this game like we use it to show i mean even colin coward will tell you who's an underdog by how many points i mean it's 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 a part of culture whether you bet or you don't let's be honest everybody knows a little bit about gambling overs and unders i mean that's where the term underdog really comes from so, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with it and I'm excited and I can't wait to see what a team is going to look like in Vegas. Is this going to be their first year in Vegas? Did, did no, Vegas second, second year. They played last year. They were supposed to start last year. Well, they did start last year there, but obviously COVID ruined the fan experience. So it's kind of like this is their first true year being a home team in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, Vegas has been needed a team. I can't even think of a city more deserving of a team like 
it's a show it's a show city like you it's it's a place where you go to be entertained so you need to have every kind of sport there but absolutely mm-hmm. super pro gambling and also man let's get pete rose to the hall of fame man come on you think it's about that time huh bro i think it's 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 just revisionist history at this point like as we move towards letting gambling be something that's allowed because to me i've never understood why you were able to smoke at 18 but you couldn't drink until you're 21 now you can't smoke until you're 21 but you can still enlist in the army at 18 Mm -hmm. the rules and things that are going on just don't make sense man and we just have to give it the times let's let's go on ahead and and let gambling be a thing forgive all the people historically that were involved in it and move forward and focus on things like gun controls things that actually matter and save lives and stop damning people for things that just don't matter Mm -hmm. i got you i got you now, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I don't think we should push gambling anymore because now you open the door for more corruption, more foolishness behind the scenes. Case in point, the uh, scandal in the NBA with the referees there, where they were taking bribes and were tied up in a whole bunch of corruption on influencing games and things like that. And the last thing any big professional league needs is the even the appearance that something shady is going on behind the scenes where people are influencing games. That's what made Pete. That's what brought Pete Rose to where he is now, where he's not in the Hall of Fame. Because, like you said, even the appearance that somebody involved in these games is not playing playing the game, you know, with a hundred percent integrity is is a problem. So, um, case in point, you mentioned we talk. We're talking about the NFL with the whole gambling prospect. Obviously, the team in Las Vegas is, is changes things for the gambling front. For me, I'm like you. I, I'm not really into the gambling thing. The closest I get is fantasy football. And one thing I like about fantasy, it kind of forces me to pay attention to the other games I don't want to watch. When Tampa Bay was sorry a long time ago, you know, I would play fantasy. I'm keeping up with other all the other scores in the game, see how so-and-so is doing on this team, so-and-so is doing on that team. Now it's a matter of, okay, my, I'm watching my team win and I'm watching my fantasy team win. So it's kind of like, a win-win to get people engaged with all the football games on in the league. And it, it draws interest to your league. So not a fan of the gambling, but I understand it's going to grow. If it's bringing in money for the NFL, they're going to do it. So it's, if it's another revenue stream for them, we're going to expect to see more of it. So not a fan of it, but I see it's coming. So salute to the boys continuing to stack that bread. Hopefully the players can continue to get their piece of the pie. Absolutely. Let's get something going in that bargaining agreement hmm yeah it's coming man um it was actually a uh to further evidence why i'm a player's advocate for them dudes getting as much bread as they can did you hear the story about the saints running back that got cut today no give me that one so the saints backup running back a dude uh his name is latavius murray he's on a one-year deal for about three million dollars right he had basically his maybe his career best season as a backup behind uh, alvin Kamara. So they're fast forwarding to the um, to, I guess, the uh, salary cap deadline or whatever it may be. And about an hour before the deadline. Oh, no, it wasn't the salary cap deadline. It's an hour before uh, players contracts become fully guaranteed. So they became guaranteed today or whatever. So about an hour or two before that that deadline, the Saints hit up Latavius and asked him, yo, can you uh, basically take a pay cut? And of course, he was like, hell no, I'm coming off a, you know, a, a career best year or whatever. No, I'm not taking no pay cut. So in, re- in response to that, the Saints went and cut the man 
So now he's out of a job with the season about to start. And now he gets none of that money he was set to get. None of that three mil he was set to get. So I say that to say I'm all in favor of dudes getting that cut, man. All in favor of dudes getting that guaranteed money. And I'm even with that in mind, I'm even more in favor of what's going on in college football. I'm sure you've seen it with dudes getting this uh, name, image, and likeness bread. So shout out to the college players. It's making it happen. The latest one to come out today was our boy Nikosi Perry, the um, University of Miami transfer, now plays and is the starting quarterback for FAU. He's the first athlete to sign a sponsorship deal with him. The Florida Atlantic University. Should I say it? Let me say it again. The Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, Florida. Shout out to my alma mater there. Shout out to the Owls. So Nikosi himself signed is the first athlete to sign a sponsorship deal with an alcohol company. He signed it with the Isla Marotta Brewing Company. So shout out to him making history and making that bread as the starting quarterback for FAU. Y'all, if recruits y'all listening, you can make money at FAU. So make it happen, baby. But um, back to my point, man, the college athletes, it's a good thing, man, to see these kids able to make some bread off of, of all that hard work they're putting in because – if you've known any college athlete, especially a football player, you know them dudes aren't true students. With the way their schedule is set up, them dudes literally have football. Football is their full-time job in the sense of they're waking up 4 or 5 in the morning, at practice, uh, weightlifting, team meetings, another practice in the afternoon, so much so that they even discourage these dudes sometimes from taking on certain majors because it interferes with football. So. At least some solace these dudes can make some bread, man. Matter of fact, shameless brag, my baby cousin who won the MVP in the All-Star game for South Broward, if I'm not mistaken, this mm-hmm. year in basketball, she's starting off her college basketball career, and I invited her to come hoop with me this past Saturday and she unfortunately had to turn me down, and she loves running pick up basketball with her big cuz. But um, cause when we go out there, everybody's real casual. Oh, you guard the girl, he he he. Till she started hitting them with the one two and the layups, and then it's like, oh nah nah, switch switch. You can't handle her. But anyways, <laughs> like I said, my shameless brag. But she was actually unable to come play ball with big cuz because as a freshman, she had to work the game. Like they have her, like you know, what I'm saying, working the concessions or not even that, but I guess like selling tickets or you know whatever they have her doing. So she has to earn her stripes as a freshman, basically. And so I just had to put that out there. They're like, yeah, as you said, your whole life is sports. She was even talking to me about how I, I told her, you know, going to college, I never had class on Friday. I was a Tuesday, Thursday, or a Monday, Wednesday kind of guy. I'm not mm-hmm. class on Friday. And she was like, oh, can you help me, you know, set up my schedule like that? And unfortunately, she's only allowed to take certain classes because of the way her workout schedule is set. So mm-hmm. showing up, like what you're saying is 100% true. If you're a, a student athlete, you're really an athlete student. Yep, you're exactly right. And they've been under that facade of student athlete for a long, long time. Especially at the bigger school you get, even it's even more so the, the athlete student. Uh, terminology because like you said them dudes there it's hyper focused on on making sure you get get the autumn practices and get autumn workouts on time so shout out to little cuz though doing big things at the college level not yet but she's on the way okay on the way all right on the way we got to keep working on that game then she need to keep dominating you in the one-on-ones man 
yeah, I'm not going to lie. Her, her post game has been getting real solid. That's what I've been working on because she's got the defensive tenacity and the stamina and everything else. But I tell her, you got to, you, your bag's got to be a little deeper. You got to have some go-to moves because she runs a fast break better than any girl I've ever seen in real life. But you know what I'm saying? That half court offense is, is where she gets trapped. So we're working mm-hmm. on it. She, she, she be putting in the work on me. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I love it. I need video of this, man. Zoff is a very prideful dude, especially being on the on the under six feet side. So I know you don't take too much pride in getting uh getting uh beat up in the post there. Nah, not at all. But it's 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 the head fakes and pump fakes that she be working on me. That's so I'm like, you know, you know how it is when you're short, you eager to jump and block somebody <laughs> and then you, you get caught up. So I told her you gotta use that to your advantage and I didn't anticipate she was going to pick it up so quick and use it on me. But, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm proud of this one. I ain't going to be too mad. And another little shameless brag, this Saturday took no L's, and I was playing against all the good talent. They stacked the team against your boy, and I was still collecting W's. So just ask about me out here in these streets. All right. Check for him. Check for him in the pickup leagues, man. He be running all throughout Dayton, bro, down there, man. So check for my boy down there and pick up. I'll be back down there in a couple months to take over, so. We always waiting on you. You already know the vibes. Well, let's keep the show moving, man. So let's get to the culture, man. Let's get back to what we're seeing on the TV, airwaves nowadays. So big news on the ESPN front. We got a change on ESPN's most popular show, First Take. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, the boy Max Kellerman is he no gone. longer on the show. Out of there. See you later, Sayonara. Bye bye. Goodbye. He's gone, y'all. So that leaves a void on the first take program. Obviously, you still got Stephen A. at uh at one side of the uh, of the panel, but they're gonna need somebody to replace him, man. Um, first take's been struggling for a little bit now. I think they kind of fallen by the wayside. Compared to what we got with Skip and Shannon over there on uh on uh, Undisputed. But um first take still relevant, I will say so. So with that in mind, to keep the show going, who they man, who they gonna bring in to replace uh Max Kellerman there, man? You gotta bring in somebody. Who who's your choice to replace Max on the show? No, I'm passing this one to you. I'm interested to see who you want to replace because you're the one with all the journalistic integrity and the broadcasting experience. So you go ahead, Mr. FAU Journalist. You tell uh, us who you want to see. Put me on the spot, huh? All right, all right. Actually, let me put you even more on the spot while you gather your thoughts real quick. What does the A in Stephen A stand for? That is a good question. I have no idea. You okay, you have that one? I do know what it is, but I'd rather let it sit there and eat you up. Go ahead. Mm. Oh, you suck for that one. <laughs> it's Anthony. Anthony. You know I was about to you know I was in the middle of looking up too. You didn't have to tell me. No, nah, I mean at the end of the day I just felt like it was the easiest guess. Like if I really pushed you to the like held your feet to the fire, you would have guessed Anthony. There's no other A name, really. Alex maybe. Andrew. Uh, he doesn't really Well, I guess maybe. Yeah, all right. So, like I said, who would you like to see? Because I ain't going to lie to you. I definitely miss Skip on first take, like as soon as he was gone. But I much prefer Skip with Shannon than I did Stephen A with Skip. 
Like mm-hmm. I think Steve, I think Skip and Shannon really got something special going going on over there at FS1. So they do, they do, they really do. Like I genuinely love watching Undisputed. So I didn't even even the show name is better. Like I love it all the way around. It's a good pairing. So I don't know. For me, I don't know. I guess um, I have to say, go ahead, Jalen Rose. You put Jalen on there with Skip. I, would I mean, Jaylen with uh, with Stephen A. I would put Jalen on there with Stephen A. Reason being, I think you got to have an athlete on the show, man. You have to like that is my. There's some credibility that that undisputed has because Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like when he talks sports, like he can give you some insight. You can go to him and say, okay, well, how do these contract negotiations really work? What is it like having team chemistry? What is the preseason like? Like, I just love having a real world perspective from somebody that's been through it and played the game at the highest level. I think that brings a validity to the show, an insight to the show, a certain camaraderie when other players get on there. Like, I love that. The problem with Max is that I just feel like nobody ever believed anything he was saying. And when he came with the outrageous takes about people falling off of a cliff or Andre Iguodala is going to take the shot that's going to save the world, you would just look at him and be like, wow. You just gas bagging like you have no you're, you're really just out here saying things for shock value there's no legitimacy to what you say and even when freaking charles barkley is on uh tnt what's that show called oh um inside the nba inside the nba even when he's on on there messing up people's names and not knowing what teams people play for you still can forgive him because it's, it's just chuck man it's the round and pound rebound like you know what i'm saying he's always going to have some type of legitimacy to what he says because at the end of the day you couldn't have took, taken him in his prime <laughs> so no matter what it's like i feel like we have to have to have at least one athlete on the other side of the desk so for me mm-hmm. i think i like my man jalen he, he he's clean he's mature but still got that young soul i think he's entertaining i would love to see what it would be like for him to work with molly with them being like husband and wife i think that would also be a cool dynamic i don't know man i'm rocking with Jalen on this one because i don't really see anybody else in the landscape of sports that really interests me Mm -hmm. okay that's not that's actually a pretty dope choice. You know, we rock with Jalen on the program here. He's one of my favorites. So I won't even argue with that one. But I got I actually got two potential candidates. And one's gonna be way out of left field. I don't think you're gonna see that one coming, but I think you respect it too. So my first one will be my guy who's already with the team as well, Bomani Jones. Bomani's a dude who's smart, he can think on his feet. And he's going to come at you. He's going to come ready to debate you. Like, he's one of the smartest people at ESPN and somebody that is strong enough that'll. Uh, Stephen A is not going to, like, overpower him. He might out yell him and everything like that, but he's not going to, like, just shut Bomani down in a debate or anything like that. I like so, that. So, Bomani Jones is my first guy. My second guy, and you tell me how you feel about it. It may be a little outlandish, but Chad. Ocho Cinco Johnson. Mm. Oh. Chad Ocho gives you straight entertainment value. Like, that's what First Take is. It's a show about people arguing about uh, sports opinions, LeBron over KD, you know, uh, Tom Brady oh, to go, sure. this, that, and the third. Ocho gives you that 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 value. If you ever seen him on I Am Athlete, the dude is, dude is a sure, riot, man. bro. Yeah. Dude is a riot, man. So he'll come in a little bit raw. 
I don't think he'll have like the knowledge, you know, the off off top sports knowledge that a guy like Bomani or Jalen would have. But he'll give you that raw entertainment value of being able, of watching him argue with Skip all day, especially about football stuff. And that's kind of what Shannon with Stephen A. But yeah, that's kind of what, what how Shannon came in, just just raw and and he kind of polished himself up down the way. And I really prefer Shannon because of his like catchphrases and and the way he'll argue and yeah, I can see Chad developing a personality that works on screen every day. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's a good one actually. I think that one's better than the Bomani one. And I like Bomani. It's just that like I said, man, I think you gotta have an athlete on the show. It just makes it just does something for the show that makes it so much more valid. Like name another show that's on ESPN or first take that doesn't have an athlete on it. Yeah, that's a tough one. I can't call it. I mean, there isn't one. You, you said on ESPN or yeah. In, in, well, yeah, I can't tell you on ESPN. I know if, uh, Fox has that show with the what's the what's the host name? Colin Coward. He has his own show, basically. Facts. Yeah, no, that, that is what that is. That's his own show for sure. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, like I said, sh- if there's a, a host and a co-host, one of them plays some kind of sport. Yeah, ESPN and, is and, big on and, bringing and, them athletes and in. And low-key, Joy Taylor was a collegiate athlete. Look it up. Hmm. That makes sense. Jason Taylor's sister. So. Yeah, trying to tell you. I see that. Another one would have been, but I, obviously they, they had fallen out with the um, – with ESPN, Jamel Hill would have been a good one. I was just gonna say, not even Jamel Hill, but if you had to pick a woman, who would it be? Um, outside, yeah, outside of Jamel. No, you can go with Jamel if that's your pick. If that's your, if, if you picked her without me having to put that qualifier, then that's fine. That's your pick. Another one would have been. She's not. She's like quietly went away from ESPN. Is um, dang, I can't even think of her name at the moment. Uh, oh, man, I got it now. Josina Anderson. Nah, so, I don't see, like that one. you don't like that one? Nah. Here's why I do. I feel like she's been the the kind of that NFL insider for a minute now. So she got all the scoop on the NFL. So she's gonna have that knowledge of what's going on in the league. Now, the only thing is we haven't seen her in that format. Every time we see Josina, she's giving us the breaking news scoop. You know, she's real professional with it. But I feel like if you put her on a segment where she can talk or she got to talk and be like candid and colorful and all that stuff. I feel like she can ace that role, bro. You know who would low key be good. And I, I wouldn't pick this person because it would completely diminish another show. I would love to see Charles Barkley on first take with Stephen A. Yeah. I would love, cause if he's just, like you said, it's pure entertainment. Like it's just pure entertainment. And, Anytime he's on the microphone, it's like hilarious every time. So I could see that one just for me to have an outrageous pick. But anyway, we've nerded out on this enough. Facts, facts, facts. Good, good speculatory conversation. Now, hopefully, first take and get it together because that show has fallen all the way off since uh, Skip Bayless left. Facts. Unwatchable. All right, so let's run it back to the pop culture world. So this past week has been a big one in the hip-hop industry. Uh, So we had two major, major albums come out. That is Donda by Kanye West and CLB, a.k.a. Certified Loverboard by Drake. Both albums, I mean, here's the thing. So I'll I'll sell you this to preface. 
when 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 albums like this come out, I gotta wait at least a week or two to listen to it, because what happens is all the all the super fans are getting on the airways, getting on Twitter and social media, saying, "Oh my God, this is the greatest album ever." And all the super haters are like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. And they're killing hip hop, this, that, and the third. So you got to give it at least a week before the, to let the hype die down before you can really listen to an album. That being said, I had a chance to kind of browse through both albums. I haven't given a, like a deep, deep listen to, to them both. But after first listen, man, I got to say Kanye's album is giving me a little bit more than Drake. I feel like his his album gives you more production value, gives you more of a it just feels like more of a story, whereas Drake is kind of the same vibe all the way through the album. Just him like rapping about women he done mess with and stuff like that. I don't feel like he gave you just feel like it was a little bit how I say it, lazy by Drake. Even the album cover was lazy with the emojis on the cover and stuff like that. So, so <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kanye gave me a little bit more with this one in and of course Drake, you know his albums are good for giving you your Instagram captions and stuff like that. But as far as listening value, just something I would just pop on and, and listen to in a car or wherever it may be. On initial first listen, I have to go with Kanye West, man. I know you're still uh working through it. What are your thoughts on the first thoughts on the album? Um, to be honest with you, I'm such a huge Kanye fan that it kills me because I really, I just, honestly, when you name your album Donda and we, we all know what that stands for and what that means to Kanye, I just expected it to be one of his greatest albums and it's just unfortunately not. So I feel like it's a letdown from that standpoint and it's worse when you get that hype of, is the album going to drop this week? It's not going to drop this week. Is it going to drop next week? It didn't drop. You know what I mean? When you have that back and forth, it kind of like builds up an anticipation that's kind of hard to follow. So unfortunately for me, the album was a bit of a letdown, but still, I'm a Yay fan. What can I say, man? I definitely, I'm riding with that for sure. Yeah, I hear you, man. I'm I'm of the category. I'm in one of the, the fans that say Kanye kind of fell off after uh, graduation that third album and it hasn't been the same since Ooh, so, yeah it's been wildin'. it's been a it's been a tough sled tough sled for me I, I recognize kanye's greatness i think he's one of the greatest like hip-hop talents of our generation but i think ever since graduation man his listening to his stuff hasn't been the same for me it always a heartbreak was, was cool sleep on it you sleep on it but, life of pablo you sleep on it yeah. my dark twisted vanity my dark my beautiful Dark, twisted, dark, twisted. Yeah, sleep on it. Jesus, you sleep on it. Even Jesus doing is king. Nothing, doing nothing for me. Crazy. Doing nothing for you, me, bro. You're wild. Watch the throne. You're crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, just watch the throne. Me, just, just, just watch the throne. Did nothing for you. Yep. Nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll have one song on there that's get the, get, get the radio play, but yeah, doing nothing for me, bro. Sorry. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Okay, in Watch the Throne, I'm gonna just say this. I'm not even gonna dignify it or qualify it. I'm gonna just say this, and all my people that are real Yay fans and that are even J fans that just love that collab will understand when I say it's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> that's it. That's where I'm gonna. That's where I'm gonna start, and that's where I'm gonna end. Mm-hmm. I got you. And also hard. 
Uh-huh. I will give Kanye this though. He he's smart about marketing his stuff. The man literally rented out the dang Mercedes Benz Stadium here in Atlanta for like a month and did two listening parties without even releasing the dog on album, bro. Had people had people filing into the stadium just to listen to a CD, bro. I had never seen nothing like it. He didn't perform not one lyric, just, just sat there and had y'all listening to his stuff and didn't release it until several weeks later. So props to him for making all that bread off of some album release parties. I ain't never seen nothing like that. The man rented out a stadium for uh, two listening parties. That's pretty dope. But uh, Drake, yeah. Drake's been giving us heat for so long, man. It's kind of like you would expect him to come out with something subpar. So uh, I don't know what to do with Drake. I guess you can you can, you can can charge us to the game with this one if it's not his best work because he's given us so much heat over the past decade or so. So we'll see. We'll know he'll be back with the summer anthems next year and, give, and continue to give us these legit Instagram captions. So, but... If I had to rate those two albums, definitely uh, I think it's Donda for the win so far. Yeah, but I mean, you you gotta admit though, Drake got a couple hitters on his album. Um, too sexy for oh, slide on that thing, and then that that joint with twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. My man, mm-hmm. twenty one. All I know yeah. is gang. Oh, that thing sliding when you tripping. Yeah, yeah, Drake is gonna give you something, bro. I'm just saying. Yeah, you from a couple what things. we. From what from what we've seen from Drake in the past, this is a little bit, a little have bit you, subpar. Have, tell, tell the truth, have you honestly heard "No Friends in the Industry"? I need to run it back again, bro. Run it back, please, please listen to that and then highlight me off, off, offline. Because I'm telling you, you haven't that "No Friends in the Industry." That boy Drake said, "My contract came through facts." That should tell you how long I've been running laps. And then that boy hit the drop. He said, I've been doing this a long time. Boy, that shit. <laughs> hey, trust me when I tell you. Ain't no friends in the industry. He he was going at yay on that one. Heavy. Mm. Heavy shots. Yo, heavy shots. Like suppression fire. Mm, okay. I'm trying to tell you, boy, you sleep on that Jersey album. You sleep yeah. on that. And you sleep on Kanye's discography after graduation as well. I'm very yeah. disappointed. Well, call me NyQuil, boy, because I'm knocked out on both of these boys. <laughs> ZZ. But um, I, I, you can see the competition though. Like there was a lot of overlap with feature artists on the on these albums too. I heard a lot of Jay, a lot of um, what was that little baby on there mm-hmm. on both albums? So mm-hmm. it had a lot of overlap with that one. So that was interesting to see too. Little baby's the it thing right now. Everybody gonna have a little baby verse on this shit. Yeah, I, I see wait. that. Can't wait for little baby to go away. I see that, but you know, and I'll give you that. I promise, I'm gonna sound like an old head, but it's but. The album that I've really been bumping the last few weeks is that Nas, man, that King's Disease. That album, it did something for me. And I'm not even like a Nas fan. I'm not one of them old. Them it's old crazy because if you listen real carefully, you can hear people tuning out. Oh, wow. Wow. Nas is what you just gave us. We got yeah, Ye and Drake battling for the number one spot on Billboard, which Ye currently has right now. It's his 10th album to go number one. Crazy. I mean, Drake is always going to be up there because Drake gives us the commercial hits, right? He's going to give us the radio bangers, this, that, and the third. So we expect that. We expect Drake to be number one. Yay, he going to give you... We know Yay's talent, but I'm telling you, Nas, man, it hit something different, man. I played in the car, man. I was like, all right, all right, I can bump this. I can bump this. And I'm I'm telling you, I'm not that Nas. I'm not that Jay-Z, New York, this, that, and the third type, old, old school rap, whatever, whatever. 
but I can rock with it. I can rock with it. So if y'all y'all get a chance to listen to it, yeah, let me know what y'all think. Who is your top five East Coast rappers? East Coast from New rappers, York, man. From New York specifically. Let's just go New York specific. Make it easy. Um, Rago Jay Z, Biggie. I'll go Nas at three. You said top five. Ew, Nas at three. It's gross. Mm. Wow. But you said top five, right? Yeah. Hmm. This is a group, but give me Eric B and Rakim. And it's going to shock y'all too. Give me Curtis Jackson at number five. Curtis is in my top five. There was nothing shocking about that. But you know them them New York rap aficionados, they don't, they don't recognize Curtis like they do them other dudes. Yeah, well, them boys wasn't didn't go to our middle school prom, so <laughs> 50 was where it was at, boy. I don't give a shit about nothing y'all talking about. I don't care about it. Come on, man. I was so close to getting a pair of sneakers, but I was just a little too fly. But I was so close. I had a G-Unit shirt, and I definitely was rocking the square white feeders. Nah, you had a square white beater, boy. Stop playing with me, boy. I used to hit about 25, 35 push-ups and go to school. Boy, you know you ain't had a chest for that, boy. Still you had to be it. at least 200 pounds of Rocker G unit tank, boy. And that thing was an XL, but I don't care, boy. Loot baggy as hell. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you for sure 50s in my top five. New All right. Who's the, who's the remaining uh, on, the, on the five? Well, first thing, the Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa himself. He's number one. Numero uno all day, like wilding. All right. Number one. Um, Then I go Hove, just because you already know respect, longevity, Ray, Ray, Ray. Um, Shocking, number three. But I don't really even want to put 50 as number three. But his impact on my life, I'll put him at number three because I don't really care about the order as long as I got uh, B.I.G. number one. So I go big, Hove, uh, fifty, Kiss. I'm a huge Jada Kiss fan. Like mm-hmm. y'all, y'all boys sleep on Kiss, Kiss to death. Like that, that raspy. Like it's kind of like. A, you, you, oh my gosh, bro! I'm so glad you did that. So I know you know. Um, and then where am I at four? It's really hard to round out my top five without DMX because you know RIP to the legend. I was a big fan. I used to love to do the bark. You want to try and give it a try since you did the kiss? Ooh, DMX? Yeah. You want to give him people a growl? <sighs> that was a pretty good one. I ain't going to cap. That was a good one. And it sucks to leave him out of my five, but I got to put Mr. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S in there. Ooh, sorry. That's tough. Yo, he's the certified lover boy. I'm sorry, Jizzy. I really like what you woo that way yo fab used to snap boy he used to give you all the all the hits even mr throw it in the bag like he's still doing it he's still yeah 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 i'll give you that one i can't i just can't and then honorable mention like i said dmx and cassidy because he's a hustler he's a he's a hustler homie hold on hold on hold on Uh, oh wait wait but we talking new york or east coast nah that's my well new york really but you know whatever east coast yeah, I remember you used to be on Cassidy heavily in uh, about middle school, boy. I'm like, what is this dude bringing up this Cassidy doing? Who's this dude, man? Because, man, Cassidy's rap style is basically punchline, punchline, hit him with another punchline. Like, <laughs> I like that. Clever. 
Heavy boy used to be heavy on that boy wearing the fitted caps, extra snug boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the brim up, you already know. Salute, salute. That's a dope list, man. We we'll let the people decide, man. What's what's your top five New York rappers? If y'all into the rap game like that, give us your top five New York rappers. You can email it to us at jumpthegatesports at gmail dot com, or we got an IG now. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. Oh shit, we got an IG. We got an IG, baby. Jump the Gate Podcast, baby. Follow us on IG. We are building the followers up. That's what's up, man. So make sure y'all y'all uh, like us, subscribe, and follow us now. So we on that, man. I got to create a burner account just so I can follow us. All right. It's off the rent on the, on the, on the <laughs> ground. So. Yo, Kevin Durant's not better than Giannis or LeBron James, by the way. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Just, I ain't gonna, just just on the subject, I ain't gonna argue with that. And he might be behind Kawhi Leonard that. too. Oh, I don't know about that one. We have to say that one for another show. Speaking of Kawhi, whoa, I'm too sexy. That's what I'm gonna call him, Kawhi. I'm too sexy, Leonard. Make sure y'all check out that Drake video. Mister Kawhi Leonard is in a video and. Bro, we need a documentary on him, man, because this dude is so unpredictable, dog. It'd be a silent So film. unpredictable. Silent. <laughs> right. We just need people just talking about Kawhi. His parents and his people, them. Because all it's going to be. got the juice. Yeah, all it's going to be is pictures of Kawhi because he ain't going to be in there saying nothing. Mm-mm. But we need, to, we need to scoop on Kawhi, man. We need the background on, on what makes this dude tick because he's I the last dude. that Kawhi doesn't have social media. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, you ain't looking for Kawhi on social media. But um, yeah, we need we need that documentary because it's I'm baffled at how he ended up in the middle of a Drake video. But hopefully, we get the backstory one of these days. Like, does Kawhi? Where real quick, does Kawhi reach out to Drake's team, or does Drake reach out to Kawhi? It was like some this something they set up in, when Kawhi was in Toronto, like. How did this all come together? Um, so many questions, so many questions, but so little time. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. Real quick, but- before we tune out, I know we're going to get back to this and you want to do the outro and everything. I'm going to make this real quick. Just give me the single greatest reason why Kevin Durant's better than Kawhi Leonard. Why Kevin Durant is better than Kawhi Leonard? Mm-hmm. Um, Longevity of greatness. He's been a better player for longer than Kawhi's been a better player. And you uh, well, define better as as what specifically? Like what as as all NBA first team All Star MVP. Kawhi Leonard still hasn't won an NBA MVP. Okay, so is that what? You're and they got the same team? number of of Finals MVP. So there's that. Mm, they do and they don't. But I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't and really Kawhi, count. And, I, don't, I don't really count uh, Kevin Durant's MVPs the way you do. But okay, I got you. Yeah, and and Kevin's gonna. He was the best both, player on the '73 win team. I see what you're doing there. I got yeah, you. and also Kevin Durant. If they both retired today, Kevin Durant's stats are gonna crush Kawhi Leonard's stats. Okay. Ka- Kawhi's sample size is much smaller. So stats and MVPs are what matter. Mm-hmm. Because okay. they got the same number of rings. Okay. So. I got you. So, yeah. Cool. Good Good to know how you use these things to, me- to measure uh, greatness. Good, good, good. I'm going to take right. this with me moving forward. I'm about to say, I know you're going to try to hold this against me later, so I'm going to be ready for it. Yes, sir. But I'll let you marinate on that, and I will let the people sign off here.
So, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope your week is going as good as ours is. And if not, I will pray for you. I hope God continues to bless you all. Stay safe out there, y'all. Corona's still a thing. Wear your mask. Y'all be safe. We love y'all, man. Be good, and we will catch y'all on the next episode. This is the Jump the Gate Podcast. We out of here.